You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Let's be honest, follow-up's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's not like, boom, I call like, like I mean, physiologically, when we win, right, we get the dopamine hit that feels yep. like it's just awesome and, and it's just so much more exciting to go in close the deal win than it is to like call 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 but i, I read something a while ago that said that, that the olympic the the athletes that make it to the olympics are the ones that know how to master the mundane they can they can still do the things that are not that are a little bit more boring that makes it good i mean just think about a football team right how many hours of practice do they spend on blocking and tackling just so that they can get that one hour of, of uh, showtime on, yep. on Sunday afternoons, right? And so that's that same thing. Is like, how much time do we need to spend following up? It's like practicing your blocking and tackling. It's not as fun, but then you get the showtime where they sign and then you get the check and bam, it hits. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, We Love Equity family. How are you guys doing today? I know today is an amazing day. And if you're listening and you're in an airplane and you're 30,000 feet up, you know, kick your feet back, take your pen, pencil, or your iPad, take some notes, because we're going to go into some great stuff today. Today, we have Chris Craddock, or I should say, Dr. Craddock, from, who hails from the D.C. metro area. He started out as an associate pastor working with youth in the inner city D.C. metro area, but he needed to put some food on the, on the table for his family because ministry sometimes doesn't always pay the bills. So that's how we got into the real estate space. So Chris owns nine businesses. He's profitable, has a profitable real estate team. He's a licensed agent. He's working multiple markets. So, Chris, man, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you doing today? Brother, I am doing awesome. I am so excited to be here with you. One just quick thing. So, I live in Virginia, but we're in the D.C. area. So, my ministry technically wasn't inner city, although um, we did do a lot of stuff in D.C. in the inner city. And, man, I love I love inner city ministry. I think it's, it's some of the best stuff ever. And, and it gets into why you're doing what you're doing and why I do what I do is because we love to help people and we love to to show people a faster way. And that's exactly what happened with me. As a teenager who's kind of a messed up kid, I had somebody come in and kind of show me the way a little bit better and, and just like live with me and help me get better faster. And, you know, I love doing that for other people, both in life and in business. And so I could tell just by listening to you in our short conversation, I think we've got that same heart there to, to just help people. So, man, I'm excited to spend some time with you today, my friend. 
Absolutely, Chris. So tell me, man, you said you got started out in ministry. So tell me a little bit, give me a little bit about that ministry background. Why did you go into ministry? And I know, I know, like we always say, it's to help people, but there's normally that one specific incident or event that says, this is what I want to do. How, what was that for you? Bro, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, right? So like I was selling bad things when I was a little kid. Like from the time I was young, I just got into junk. And when I just had an older guy come and just spend time with me, kind of teach me what it was to be a man, teach me what it was to kind of grow up and do the right things. I just, man, my life, I, I, I promise you, I'd be either dead or in jail right now because I'm an all-in kind of guy and I was going all-in for the wrong thing, selling things I shouldn't be selling, like doing things I shouldn't be doing. Yep. And uh, when somebody just taught me that and I just... I just saw it. I, I couldn't help but tell everybody else about it. I'm a salesperson at heart. And I was like, man, I, what I sell is something that I love. Like when I love something, like literally if there's a restaurant in the area, I just can't help tell everybody that I love that restaurant if I love it. And so, uh, so that's kind of what happened. And I just, I love being able to spend time and do for, for other teenagers what my young life leader did for me. And then, yeah, just continue to, to do that and grow that out. But Again, like I said, living in the D.C. area on, on $20,000 a year wasn't working. So I had, to, I had to supplement that, started flipping some houses and, you know, grew large teams. And through flipping houses, I ended well, up- before, Real quick, Chris, before we get into the flipping houses, man, because I, I, I do want to touch on the ministry aspect of it because we do have similar backgrounds when it comes to it. Because I know, you know, I worked very similar to you. I sold things that I shouldn't have sold when I was younger, you know, because I was a natural born salesman. And because of that, it may it intrigued me to go out and try and find ways to make, to make money. And naturally when you're 15, 16, 17, and even younger, naturally the streets may call you to sell things that you don't supposed to sell, you know, illegally. So when you made that transition, man, because you said you work with kids and things like that, similar to me, I ran an after-school program. We was doing Youth for Christ, everything like that. What was your message to those kids? And, and this is outside of real estate, guys. I know this is a real estate show, but we always like to touch the backstory of our guest as well. And I think it's very important, you know, because you're coming from that ministry background. How did you touch and how did you reach those kids, man, to really kind of pull them in and draw them into you? Well, bro, so this is what's so interesting is I think the universe was created a certain way and you're just going to be like the people you spend time with. And so my message was always, you're called to something bigger than this. You're called to something better than this. And it was always come and spend time with us and just see we're not perfect. We're way, 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 way not perfect. Yep. But the way we're living is better. You know, if you can be who you were created to be, it's just better. And so people would come spend time and they taste and see that, that it was good, that it was, it was, it was good. And so it, it's just interesting because that's, it's just the message, even in real estate, like the whole thing is the message. Like there's, there's a better way. Let me, let me show you the better way. And this is what's worked for me. And it goes back again, not to get too, <laughs> too far yep, in the yep. weeds on it, but that's it. Like all I can do is say, I know I, I was blind, but now I see kind of a thing. Like, like this is where I was and, and this is what's done for me. And let me just show you there's a better way. And so that was the way that as far as ministry goes and, and even in real estate, like as we're bringing people in, 
people on my team, people that were helping, all the other stuff, just saying, hey, this is how we found a path to give us freedom and massive wealth really quickly. And it's just really interesting because I just enjoy helping people. Like it's just been what I've, I've loved to do. And, and it's been fun for me. And, and I'll tell you, the last thing I'll say on this front is like when I get, like I got a call from somebody, it was a young couple, you know, out in the Midwest. And when we started talking and I kind of helped them learn uh, how to do what we're doing here, they ended up calling me because the husband was an investor, the wife was an agent. So at the beginning, they're like, ah, you know, your program's probably not right for us. And we started talking through it. Yep. And then when they called me, they called me 90 days, no, 75 days into the program, a month, two months and a half into the program. And they're like, Chris, we, we've made $90,000 since starting this program. And they're like, $90,000 is changing. It, it's changed our life. It's absolutely changed our life. And I started getting goosebumps because I'm like, holy crap, this is like, like I'm in this to change people's lives. And, and, yep. and don't get me wrong, there's more to life than money. But I'll tell you, when you have money, it gives you the ability to have freedom. And that's, it's just so powerful. So let me ask you this, Chris. So how did you make that transition from ministry, or I would say you're still doing ministry, from ministry to real estate? How did you get into real estate? Yeah, so so in 2003, when my wife got pregnant, I went and flipped a bunch of houses. And, and honestly, it was before Google. So I just went to the local library and just checked out every book on investing they had. You know, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm like, okay, real estate's where I want to be. And then just checked out these other books on, on investing. And I always say imperfect action trumps perfect inaction, right? So just go do something, like just start. And mm -hmm. so it creates emotion kind of idea. And so I just started knocking on doors of people that were going to auction, people that were in distress. And somehow in four months, I made 12 times what I made in a year you know, on wow. the staff. And I was able to buy the house that I, I live in now, keep that same payment that I did because I just put most of that money down. So I, I kept a similar payment and then I, I kept a bunch of money in savings so that I could continue doing ministry. Well, I've got six kids now, which I should have figured out what caused them. <laughs> so I could have stopped it earlier. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, but you know, anybody that knows what it's like to have kids, like the money just disappears fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the money started going away and so I got back into flipping houses again and the market had changed after the crash. And so it turned out I was flipping short sales. Well, I got licensed because the bank was going to pay you a commission if you flip a short sale. And I'm like, well, why pay somebody else? I mean, I mean it's yep. literally drawn up the paperwork. So I got a license. Right after that happened, the bank changed their algorithm. So it's a lot harder to flip short sales. Now you still can, but it's not quite the same as it used to be. And uh, then somebody gave me, because I had gotten a doctorate in leadership and always led large groups of people in ministry. I uh, Somebody gave me Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And I read it and I'm like, dang, I could build a team pretty easily. And so we started in December, 2014, build a retail team. And a few years later, I realized that investors tend to stay on one side of the corner and, and agents are on the other. And yep. investors feel like agents don't get it and agents feel like investors don't get it. And I'm like, man, I know both. And, and, oh, and right. synergy here. And so we started building this thing out. And with my first client that we built this out with, grew it to a place where, I mean, literally he's got one of the bigger wholesaling businesses in the country, but literally he brings in over $60,000 a month, a month in deals that they've just been throwing away in their CRM. And so that was kind of the, the brainchild. And we, then we started testing it in other markets and realizing that, 
No, this there really is a lot of money that's being left on the table here. And that, that's kind of how we built what we're doing now here with REI Revive. So let's kind of go back, Chris. So you said you got started by basically door knocking. Is is that yeah. is that correct? Okay. 100%. So you were you were door knocking on pre-foreclosure doors, basically. And what were you doing with those leads? Were you taking them down? Were you getting hard money? Were you wholesaling them? Because I, I want people to see how you went from making $20,000 a year in ministry to pivoting to making, you know, substantially more by, you know, doing this door knocking strategy. So what, what exactly was it and what did you do to make that pivot? So it was before, it was in the early 2000s. So it was before I knew anything about wholesaling. I don't even know whether wholesaling was a thing then. I, I got to get know my history better for wholesaling. But I hadn't heard about wholesaling until probably about 10 years ago. And so, but before the crash, I could get a commercial loan with 5% down. And so here in my market, the first one that I found, I still remember it. Like the guy said he'd sell it for 218000 And so I was, okay, 5% down on 218000 I didn't have the money to do it all myself. So I, I started borrowing money. I just borrowed money from friends. Also, I mean, this, here's another little thing. I did have a little bit of money in the account because when I was in college, I worked for a landscaping business that I ended up buying and kind of quasi-flipped when I graduated college. So I had a little bit of money, but not a lot. And then I borrowed some money and then also got a business partner to do the deal with me who was a real estate agent. And so, yeah, so we were able to get that 5%. And the crazy thing was, it was almost like a whole tail because the market was really hot then, um, like it is now. Right. And so we literally bought it. And right as I bought it, somebody came up to us and was like, we'd like to buy this from you. Ended up, we, we had taken it down, but ended up selling it for like 265. So we had some of our transaction fees, but we made really good money from 218 to 265. And then from there, we were able to take that money and not have to borrow more and then roll it into the next one and then roll it into the next one. And then, yeah, it was, it was crazy because, I mean, there's more to it than this, but essentially as we did that, you know, I personally took home 12% what I made in a year in, the, in those four months. But yeah, then, you know, I was like, through a number of circumstances, I just continued to do ministry stuff, had, had the money I needed and, and we were good to go and just kept running into ministry. Well, that's one of the things that I tell people is like you said, the perfect and the perfect, what did you, how did you put it? The perfect in, in action. Imperfect action trumps perfect inaction. There you go. So <laughs> I tell people just get out there and get started. If you make those mistakes, you make those mistakes and you're going to learn from those mistakes. Just like you did. You say, you know what? I'm just going to get out here and I'm just going to door knock and see what happens. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the pieces to the puzzle together. I didn't have a business partner, went out and found that. I didn't know, you know, what doors to knock on. I went out and found that. I didn't have the money, went out and found that. And then just from you taking those steps, you know, you cleared, you know, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 just on that one deal. And from there, it launched where you are today. So guys, you're listening to Chris' story. Don't look at, well, Chris started with the landscaping business. He flipped that and made money, blah, 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 blah. But as you can hear from his story, he didn't have much to start with. You have to take the little bit that you have, start with that. Because if you're not a good steward of that little bit, you're not going to get more because the universe and God can't trust you with more because you wasn't a good steward with that little bit. So, so Chris, you rolled into, you, you closed that first deal 
Um, One other thing, so many friends that tell me why they can't do things. And uh, I heard this phrase a while ago that I thought was just so important because like, it's, it's just, some people are in a place where they have enough, like somebody will just write them a check and they can do it. And other people, they don't have that. But the reality is, you know, the, the dream is still true for every single person, whether you had the money to begin with or you don't. And uh, I heard this phrase and I actually, I was teaching this morning and I, I used it a bunch and I love it. You never fail from lack of resources. You only fail from lack of resourcefulness, right? If you yeah. don't have the resources, you've got to be resourceful enough to go find them. And if you find them, they're, they're out there somewhere. And if you find a great deal, I, you know, you will find somebody that will have the money for you, right? You just got to go Absolutely. be resourceful enough to find that deal. Even if you don't have the money, I'd be willing to bet you if you found a deal worth 600 grand, then people would be willing to sell it for 200. You could probably call Marcus and he'll say, I got the money for you because yep. I'll tell you I would too. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so find the deal, be resourceful and you'll find people that will partner with you. It's, it's not the lack of resources, it's the lack of resourcefulness. Okay, so, so just from hearing that, let, is it safe to assume, Chris, that your, your beginning model is get out there and try to find a deal. Out there, go out there and try and find a good deal and then everything else will tend to come into play. Absolutely. I mean, I think just movement, movement forward, right? You got to move forward. I love wakeboarding. And so, but if, if you sit there in the boat and it's not moving forward, I can turn the wheel all I want and, and that boat's not moving, right? So you got to move forward to get the, get the boat moving. And one last thing, I'll, just to give an example of this, Marcus, are you an iPhone guy or a uh, Android guy? I'm an iPhone guy. All right. So I got this iPhone. Now it's a couple years old. It's like the 10X Max, right? I, I know that I could sell it on the market, I think for like 600 bucks. So if I were to say to you, it's essentially, there's nothing wrong with it. I will sell this to you for a hundred bucks. Would you buy that for me from a hundred bucks? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing right here. It's because you know that you could tomorrow, I, I send it to your house. You've got a phone. You don't need another one, but you could put it on eBay or you could put it on Amazon tomorrow, sell it for 400, 500, 600 bucks, you know, essentially wholetail my phone, right? Yep, yep. And, and you'd make a bunch of money on it. And th- and that's the same thing. Like I could sell this anywhere for a hundred bucks. I-, I could sell it anywhere. And that's the same thing with like properties is if you can find the deal, you'll find buyers. Like people are willing to spend the money if you just got to find the deal. Like, and-, and the reality is buyers right now have more dollars than they have cents. <laughs> so you, yeah. can- you find yeah. the deal, the-, the people will show up. That's absolutely true, Chris. And I was telling um, someone that I was working with and they were so hell bent on building the buyers list, building the buyers list. And I said, look, focus on the deal. Let's get out here. Let's find a deal. You'll find buyers anywhere. Hell, you're talking to someone right now on the phone. I don't care where it's at. If it's a decent deal, it could be in Alabama. I will buy it because I know I'll then be able to flip it off to someone or do a contract and put it on the market, you know? So it's seeing that opportunity, guys. That's what that's what Chris is saying is being able to see those opportunities and then figuring out once I acknowledge and see that this is an opportunity, how can I close on this opportunity? And you may have to bring people to the table and you have to bring other resources to the table. And that's what Chris was saying was being resourceful. That's how you make that happen. So Chris, Tell me about, because a lot of people always talk about being an agent. Should you be an agent? 
and be an investor or should you be either or? Give me your philosophy. I know you're an agent and I know you're an investor. So I, I know, I believe I know where you're headed, but give us that philosophy on if it's a benefit to be an agent or getting your license while you're doing deals. Yeah, so here's what I would say. Success leaves clues, right? That's, that's one of the axioms that I, I, I just believe in life. And I work with, I'm, I'm good friends with some of the biggest wholesalers and some of the biggest flippers in the world, right? Like those are, are people that I'm buds with. And there's only like one or two out of the massive groups of these guys that are just crushing it that are either not agents themselves or don't have an in-house brokerage that they, where, where somebody on their team is a licensed agent. And so if success leaves clues, we have to ask ourselves, why do the big boys, why do the ones that are doing massive business all believe this to be true? And then frankly, we don't really even need to ask ourselves why. I, I really, I think that's a good follow-up question. But one of the things that I've learned in life that served me well is to imitate and then innovate right? So if all the people that I look up to and all the people that I say, man, I wish I could get my business to where their business is, are doing something, I should say, I probably should look at doing it and then I can innovate. Then I can change later, right? Because success leaves clues. So that's one. Number two is if you have even a moderately successful real estate investing business, you are going to be known as the real estate guy or the real estate girl to your friend group, right? So when then everybody's going to come to you, ask you real estate questions, even if they don't want to sell at 65 cents on the dollar, then they're going to say, hey, I want to buy a house or I want to sell a house. You are able to, if you're not going to do it yourself, you're able to give it to somebody else you trust and receive a, a referral fee, 25% of that deal. You're making thousands of dollars just to set them up with somebody else who you trust. And somebody's going to get paid for that anyway. That's that's the whole part of it is like somebody is going to get paid. Why not you? And then the last piece is through being in the in the real estate world, you know, you can receive referral fees. So it's just an easier process to you're already generating leads and you might as well get paid on those. So Marcus, the thing I talk about for REI Revive is maybe you find, you work your butt off, spend so much time, energy, and money to find 20 people that are willing to sell their house, right? Well, 19 of them, one of them is gonna sell at a discount of the 20. Mm -hmm. What about the other 19? An investor's gonna pay more than you're willing to pay for it. Uh, a real estate agent's going to get paid for it. And you know how much all of these, all of you guys that are spending your time, energy, and money are making on that? Zero. So when you get licensed, you can set it up. And it's not the only way to get paid from this, but it's the easiest and cleanest. I mean, obviously you can bring people in-house to work as an in-house agent, other stuff. But that's that whole idea is this allows you to get paid for the marketing you're already doing. And so to me, there's so many reasons why to be licensed. Plus, we're already seeing some states are requiring you to be licensed for wholesaling. And I think it's gonna, gonna start spreading further across the country. So you might as well get ahead of it. And if you can make money by being licensed and being a resource to people, you might as well because somebody's already gonna make money on it anyway. Why not you? There you go. And that's one of the things that I tell people. I say, you know, being a wholesaler or being a fix and flipper, there's plenty of times deals, you say, hey, they just don't fit my buy box. What am I going to do with it? And you can refer those to an agent or if you're an agent yourself, you can list those and still make money off of it versus throwing it in a trash can. So it's it's 
it's a smart move that I try and tell people. And some people still don't get it. They say, well, I don't want to have to pay my broker a commission and, and everything like that. And I always tell them, I said, look, you're majoring in the minor. You're looking at the minor things. I said, because I will gladly pay my broker a fee on a deal that I wouldn't do anything with. You know, it's the thing. I don't want to pay my broker commission. I'd rather get paid zero than get paid eighty percent of five thousand bucks or a thousand bucks. I'm like, what? Yep, exactly, exactly. And it's that small mentality that people just don't understand, and and they they lose out on opportunities. So, Chris, let me ask you this, man. You're out here. You're doing marketing and you're doing deals and things like that. What do you see as one of the most profitable uh, marketing strategies for you and your company? Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things, but to me, it gets back to the REI Revive piece because bro, like I see brand new wholesalers that are able to, to bring in anywhere from five to $10,000 a month, literally making more money by referring out people that want to sell at a retail price than they are on their wholesaling business. I see, like I said, there's there's one group, one client we have that literally makes over $60,000 a month, literally three quarters of a million dollars coming in from this model for deals that they've already paid for. So what I see is this, like people are bringing in leads, right? But what happens when all the money you spend on those leads, you can start monetizing that. Like if you paid zero overhead, you had your VAs paid for, you had your your direct mail paid for, you had your texting paid for, whatever it is, you had all that paid for so that every time you do a wholesale deal or every time you do a fix and flip deal, you're keeping that as profit. I'll tell you that to me is the biggest game changer. And and I'll, I'll tell a quick story. So these lumber mills, they were very, they were just not that profitable. And, and that's where most investors are. Most investors, it's it's the 80-20 rule, right? Only 20% of the investors are actually making money. Well, the lumber mills, they were not profitable. And what they found was they were just throwing away the sawdust. Well, somebody got this idea to repackage the byproduct, the repackage <laughs> the trash, really. And so they, they started compressing it together to make particle board. They started using it for fuel. They made candles. They, they did all of these things with the sawdust, package things in sawdust, all these things with sawdust, and they started making more money with what they were throwing away than what they were their main business. And they went from being mildly profitable to massively profitable. And I'll tell you, that's where this, this whole model just makes so much sense to go from that mildly profitable model to being able to just get paid on all the people that you're talking to that want to sell. There you go. There you go, guys. So use those dead leads, man. Find something to do with them. Reach out to Chris and his network and see how you can structure those dead leads so you can still make money off of them. So let's take a brief break real quick. Chris, when we come back, man, I want to talk about kind of team building, building your team because you have a team with your company and how you do that, how you structure that. So let's take a quick break. Hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify 
manage and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to Batchly.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. All right, guys, we are back with Chris Craddock. And Chris is a successful real estate investor that's working in multiple markets, D.C., Baltimore, Richmond, Virginia area. So right now we want to talk about building a team because Chris has a successful team in these markets and they're, they're cranking out deals and they're getting things done. And I know a lot of us right now are the solopreneur. You're in between, you're an entrepreneur, you're by yourself. You're trying to see, okay, how can I build a team? Am I going to do it through VAs or am I going to do it through boots on the ground? So I want to hear from Chris. Chris, building a team, what do you think is some of the key aspects or some of the key things that you need in order to build a successful real estate investing team and real estate agent team? Well, the first thing that I'll say is this. If you want to build a team, first thing you've got to do is focus on yourself because you're not going to attract talent that is that is uh, bigger than where you are. And people are going to outgrow you if you're not focused on yourself. So I love John Maxwell, where he talks about the different levels of leader, right? Mm -hmm. And people are like, if you're a level one leader, you're only going to attract level one talent, which is low, yeah. low, low level talent. Yeah, you know, it's not until you level up to the fact that you're a level five leader, meaning you are able to see a world in which people can continue to grow beyond, you know, your glass ceiling where you can attract people that are better than you. And that's the kind of team that you're looking for. So that's the first thing is focus. Your business is only going to go to the extent that you grow, right? Like a hundred percent. Your business will not outgrow you. One. Number two, you've got to also be a, a reader. There's a handful of books out there. One of my favorite ones is Rocket Fuel. And so most of us are looking for people like us. But early on, you've got to realize you need an implementer. You need somebody that can do the nitty gritty stuff because most of us as entrepreneurs are visionary by nature. So you need somebody that can put stuff in. And I'll give you an example of, of like what that does for us when we can do what we do well and they do what they do well. So early on, I remember we had to go put a lockbox on a house that was like an hour away in traffic, right? And so I asked my business partner to go do it. And he was like, it's not worth my time. And I was like, really annoyed by him because yep. I came from ministry, right? I made so little money per hour. I was thinking like, I'm like, what, you think you're too good for that? And he's like, no, it's not worth my time. But what I learned was that hour there and that hour back, that's, that's two hours. What happens when he or I spent two hours on the phone? And so when you start realizing your dollar per hour is now I know where my dollar per hour is, right? Like, so if you realize that your dollar per hour is, let's say it's a hundred bucks an hour, let's say it's 500 bucks an hour. If you make a hundred thousand, your dollar per hour is $50 an hour, right? So whatever your, your number is, if if you can hire somebody for less than that dollar per hour, then you can spend time in your genius zone and you let other people do, do that stuff. And then the last thing I'll say about this is if you're like me, I hate paperwork. I hate admin work. I like 
the idea of it, I will literally go and do something I absolutely abhor rather than actually do that work. So I will waste my time. So if you get somebody that just is naturally organized, naturally their underwear drawer is color coded, right? Like you get somebody like that, that they can do that. You can pay them for their time and you can spend your time in your genius zone. Immediately, you're going to double and triple the amount of money that you make in your business. And I think that's the first way to start in your, to grow a team. Okay. And, and there was some, some key things that you, that you spot, you were spot on right there, Chris. And especially as entrepreneurs in the beginning, we think we have to do everything. If we're not moving, we're not being productive. That's just the mindset of most entrepreneurs is I have to do this. I have to do that. But when you sit back and you analyze what you did that day, and it's like, I spent eight hours, 10 hours, and I really didn't get anything accomplished. When you can could have spent $30 that day or, or $100 that day and paid somebody to do that. And you could have been in your genius zone for you know those 10, 12 hours doing something that's really, really moving the needle. And then again, John Maxwell, excellent you know, on leadership. So definitely understand that, man. So when you got to that point where you were ready to build your team, Chris, what was one of the, the main things that you were looking for outside of yourself? Because a lot of people, they think that they want to partner and find people that's exactly like them when in actuality, they need to find the opposite. So what was it that you needed to find for your team day one? So the first thing you need is somebody that can do your administrative work because you need to be working on, they call it the rainmaker, right? You need to make it rain, right? Like that's, that is your job is to find deals. And anytime you're not doing stuff that's, that's outside of finding deals, you know, you are, you're outside of your genius zone. That needs to be where you're, you are. So, and it starts off like this, you're finding deals while you're trading your time for dollars, right? Like you're making the phone calls, you're doing all that. Well, then your business earns the right to hire somebody else to step in, right? You then earn the right. I believe in leading with revenue, right? I don't want to go into debt on, on stuff. I want to mm -hmm. revenue. So I work hard so that I can understand it. I made the calls first. I knocked on the doors first. I made some money. Then I used that money. I didn't pocket that money. I used that money and reinvested it in the business. You know, then you can hire VAs that are calling and texting for you. Then you can hire the people that are doing all of that other stuff for you so that then your next level is not you calling. Your next level is, is where you're working on your mind so that you can say, okay, how can I be more efficient with my marketing? How can I be more efficient with my closing? How can I be more efficient with our sales team, right? And so you go from working hard to set the appointments, then you get somebody else setting the appointments, then you go to be the person that's closing the deals, right? And then when you are closing at a high, high level, then you replace yourself again, and then somebody else is closing the deals, and then you're looking to how to build the kingdom, right? You build it bigger yep. and bigger and bigger. So again, it's just this, the step-by-step the -step process of being good at your piece and then replace yourself and then be good at what you did and then replace yourself. And that's, that's the level of growth to build a massive team that's bulletproof. Perfect. Perfect. So you're doing this in multiple markets, Chris. What are some of the resources that you're using to keep track of your team, who's doing what, what they supposed to be doing, deliverables, you know, is there a platform you're using, CRM, what is it that you're using in order to keep everybody on the same page? Yeah, so 
the the CRM we we are using is I mean is based out of our retail team Boomtown that I, I really like okay. and. So we have, we have a VA that goes through and checks to make sure that no to-dos are left over, over time. Like literally whatever, there's the old joke, what's the best CRM? And they say the one that you use, right? Yeah. So like, <laughs> so, but the, uh, the reality is every CRM, there should be a to-do next to every single person in the CRM, as long as they're alive and as long as they haven't sold their house. Right. And even if they're dead, you know, you do the probate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yep. So the bottom line is, so we need to check, make sure that that's done. And then if, if they're behind, then you need to find out why. And, and here's the deal. If your team is not following up on stuff, you need to take those leads away and give them to somebody else on your team or hire somebody else. Because the reality is those are going to sell with somebody else. And if that person is not following up on that lead, then give it to somebody else. So the, the other person they sell with is somebody on your team. So again, my whole thing is somebody's going to make money on it. It needs to be you. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that I went through, Chris, honestly, is having people not doing the follow-ups and not following up on their leads and things like that. And I just had to shut them out said, Hey, you know what? Thank you for the opportunity, but you're just not working out. And we got to pass these leads on to someone else because at some point they're going to sell that house. And by you not following up, it could be a day that you don't follow up that someone else from another team does and you miss out on that opportunity. And let's be honest, follow-up's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's not like, boom, I call like, like, I mean, physiologically when we win, right, we get the dopamine hit that feels yep. like. It's just awesome. And, and it's just so much more exciting to go in, close the deal, win than it is to like call, call, call. But I, I read something a while ago that said that, that the Olympic, the, the athletes that make it to the Olympics are the ones that know how to master the mundane. They can, they can still do the things that are not, that are a little bit more boring. That makes it good. I mean, just think about a football team, right? How many hours of practice do they spend on blocking and tackling just so that they can get that one hour of, of uh, showtime on, yep. on Sunday afternoons, right? And so that's that same thing. Is like, how much time do we need to spend following up? It's like practicing your blocking and tackling. It's not as fun, but then you get the showtime where they sign and then you get the check and bam, it hits. Yep, yep. And then you get to do it all over again, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So Chris, let's uh, kind of pivot here, man, and tell us about... Because you're successful, your team is successful. Tell us about this REI Revive for those who, because I know even in our CRM, we have thousands of leads that we're following up on, following up on, and some just get lost in translation. So what's REI Revive and how are you guys using that to help investors kind of revive those, those leads? Yeah, absolutely. So REI Revive, essentially we, we monetize your dead leads. We, we teach you how to do this. So there's a handful of um, sections for what we teach. The first one is how to relook at your leads because a lot of times people are afraid that they're going to cannibalize their own leads, right? Somebody comes in like, oh, I don't want to hand this off because what if I get a deal out of it? But the reality is if you look at it, if you have inbound leads coming from radio, TV, direct mail, any of the inbound leads, we did a study and we found that after five days, after you make an offer, if you do not have them signed up, they, you've got less than a, a 5% chance of closing it up. If you do outbound leads, texts, uh, cold calling, all of that stuff, it's, it's about a 10-day mark. After 10 days, you have less than a 5% chance of closing them up. And so what, you, what we realize is that if you can like sort your leads well 
and then hand off any of the leads in the right way. Because if you say, hey, do you want to talk to a realtor? Everybody's brother's uncle's a realtor. They don't want to talk yep. to you. Yep. Right. So you, so you got to hand it off correctly to them so that the agent is set up to succeed. And also that agent needs to know your cash offer as well so that it's not a bait and switch. They can give the cash offer, but they can also, they can also list it and, and close it up. So then we, we teach you how to pick the right agent, which is probably the biggest thing because everybody's got a friend that's an agent. But let's be honest, most agents are not good. Like yeah. most are really, really bad. And even the ones that are, are good, a lot of times they think they know everything. And so they're not willing to be humble enough to say, okay, you know, I'm willing to work with different scripting on these kind of leads so that we can raise our conversion ratio. And then the last part of, of what we do is um, we actually train the agent for you that we have modules and stuff that they go through for their scripting. And then we have a weekly support call where we train the agents how to close the deals because that's the biggest piece is these agents walk in and they open up like a regular old listing presentation. And I'm like, like you, the second you open it up and treat it like a listing presentation, just, just throw the lead away. Just tell right, them like, right. literally, hey, see ya, hunt it. Cause you're only going to close a small fraction but yeah, so for this, you should be able to close. If, if you close a deal a month, you should be able to get paid on two additional deals every month. If you close four a month, you should be able to get paid on eight additional. So for every one you do, if you're not getting paid twice more um, from these deals, then you're just not doing it right. And, and, and that's the problem is most people, they've tried it, didn't work because they weren't doing it right. And they didn't take the time to learn the process. So it's So as a wholesaler, as a fix and flipper that's doing marketing, or I'll just say an investor that's doing marketing, send out the marketing, let's just say direct mail, and you got these inbound leads coming in and they say, no, I can't accept 65 cent on a dollar, you know, 50 cent on a dollar. Then our, is that person passing it on to a vetted agent that has been trained in the system and their whole goal is to get a listing or what's, what's that whole goal for that agent? Yeah. 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 You just send them, you send them over to a, to the, to the agent partner that you have. They're very careful and, and you got to follow the script. I'm just telling you, you got to follow the script. So you send them over to that agent, the, the exact way that we want it sent over and the agent goes in. And as long as the agent follows their script, you should be able to tell what the pain point is because we know there's a, there's five reasons why somebody called an investor, right? And so if they think their house is too messy for, for an mm -hmm. MLS listing, you know, they've got to sell fast. They, maybe they're a hoarder. They don't want their neighbors to know. They don't want to pay a commission. Oh man. I, and, and there's, there's the fifth one as well, which I'm losing my mind. Oh yeah. They don't want lots of people. They don't want lots of people coming through their house. So if you can answer those five things as an agent before they voice them, then you can you can solve their problem and, and people are going to sign up with you. But but there's a reason that everybody called an investor. They were looking to avoid one of those. So if you can walk in, which this is what we teach is how to script on those five reasons. And uh, so when we do that. They can go in, they sign people up, and then you can get paid a whole heck of a lot more. And so the last thing I'll say is this, if you have an adequate team for every one you close, you should be able to close two on the retail side. But if you have a good team, you should be able to do even better than that. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So Chris, where can we go if we're interested in learning how to work with agents and how to convert some of these dead leads or stale leads that we have in our CRM? Where should we go? How can we contact you? How can we reach out to you in order to make that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive, R-E-V-I-V-E. 
Okay. Or you can, uh, wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive. You can also, so, so that's the best way to do it. And then we can look at your business and see if there's a good fit for you there. And then you can also go to my website, chrisgraddick.com. I've got some resources on there. And, and then also, if you want to connect at, at some point, my Instagram at Crad Rock, old high school nickname, which is kind of cheesy, C-R-A-D-D. <laughs> and I try to respond to all uh, direct me- direct messages on uh, on there. So if I can ever help you or, or, or serve you, people have been so kind to me. I'm happy to help other people. But wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive is the easiest way to get is to, to figure out if this is a good fit for you. Okay, perfect, perfect. Guys, you know what to do. You know I'll make sure I have those those contacts down in the show notes so you can reach out to Chris and you can reach out to his team and see what you can do to do with some of those those old leads that you got sitting in your CRM. So Chris, right now, sir, we're going to put you on a hot seat, man. We're going to put Chris on a hot seat real quick. So Chris, starting over, what would you do differently? Hmm. Oh man, starting over, what would I do differently? Pay for and only accept higher level talent in my organization from day one. Okay. All right. So what is one characteristic you believe every high producing real estate investor should have? Be able to create energy when you're down, when you're slow and whatever, you have the tools to create energy and move forward and move the ball forward. You are the energy creator for your organization. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So got to have high energy guys. You see, Chris, he's always on 10 on level 10. So you got to have that high energy. So Chris, you referenced a book earlier. You referenced rocket fuel, man. That was your book recommendation. And I can, I can piggyback off of that part of rocket fuel is step two, which is traction, which is another good book that piggybacks with that. So do you have any other resources that you would lead people to that's looking to get started as a real estate investor or looking to ramp up and be high energy and a very high producing business professional? Yeah, on my website, I have my millionaire reading list. So you can sign up for free, no issues. Um, and I give a list and all, all people, if you want to be millionaires, need to read. So Brandon Bouchard and High Performance Habits, actually one of those high performance habits is high performers create energy. So I think that's a good one. Uh, I just finished reading Who Not How. I think that's really, really good. I love the 12-week year. I think that's that's amazing. It's very similar to Traction. The book Clockwork by the guy that wrote Profit First, Michael, I think okay. is probably one of my favorite business building books. The book, The E-Myth, I also think is if you ever want to build a business and store, instead of just being the one doing the business, we're learning how to work on a business rather than in it. You got to read The E-Myth. And then there's a number of, of, of great books on, on the sales techniques. I love everything Zig Ziglar and Audible. There's the ultimate Zig Ziglar library where you get like 20 something hours of Zig on selling. Like I, I like Grant Cardone and I like some of the other you know, more in your face sales guys. I learn a lot from him, but I really love Zig where he just, oh, his yeah, whole he's, technique is, yeah, is he's, you can he's have everything in Innovator right there, <laughs> Zig Ziglar. So Chris, man, yeah. I really appreciate it. So give us those social media sites. Give us that, the website one more time so people know, because I'm a, I'm a call to action guy. I want people to not only listen, but then to take what they hear and respond to it. So give us again, your website, how we can get in touch with you, Instagram, Facebook, everything like that. One more time for me, man. 
wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive. We'll look at your business. chriscraddock.com, just my name. You can sign up for the millionaire reading list. It'll just send you the list of all the books that I think you need to read. Instagram at cradrock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. I'll try to reply to any direct messages. And, you know, I also have a business page, you know, Chris Craddock uh, business page on Facebook. All right. So you guys know what to do. We provide you the information, but you got to take action on the information that you hear. So get out there right now. Chris is available to talk with you. He's available to help you. He gives you his millionaire reading list. Get out there, take some action, do some things. If you want to be successful, you got to do what successful people do. So right now, you know what to do. I'm always telling you to enjoy the journey. So get out there and take action. Chris, Thank Marcus, you so I, much. One, one last thing too. I forgot sure. to mention this. I know the average podcast listener listens to seven. So this is the podcast you should listen to. But if I could also be one of your seven, Uncommon Real Estate as well. I'd love to have you listen on that. So absolutely. There you go. So Uncommon Real Estate is Chris's podcast. Go there, listen to him as well. So connect. If you connect with me, if you connect with Chris, make sure you go and, and add our two podcasts to your uh, listening list. So again, Chris, thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. And we will end with a great round of applause, man, for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash Maloney. Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.